episode number 122 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, how's your knee getting on? Oh, my knee's not good. I'm, uh, it's still a bit sore. But uh, do you know what? Onwards and upwards, I'm, I'm being out on the bike. I'm, I'm, I'm well. How are you getting on? Oh, I'm knee, I'm knee bomber. <laughs> Sorry. Really bad joke there. I'm, I'm fine. I'm, uh, I'm just back from a... A weekend away in sunny Glasgow, and, and you know what, folks, all you Glasgow guys, it was really, really sunny as well. It was great, fantastic base for what we did. Debbie and I had a, you know, a, a weekend off uh, with a wee man, Granny and Granda looked after him, and we ended up uh, taking advantage of some time off, days off, and we headed away to Isle Arran and did a wee cycle around there, 56 miler uh, around the island. And then on the following day, we went up a Monroe. And for, for the life of me, it's uh, one near Oban. I can't mind what, what it was called. I think it was like, oh, pass. This is boring chat already, folks, eh? Um, ben, but, ben Pass. <laughs> it, was, uh, it, was, it was awful fine. What a day. What a weekend for, for running and just being out in the outdoors, Tom. It was brilliant. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm now back in sunny Afford again. It's been a cracking day. And I did a little four miler with a buggy, the, the, the buggy with Logan. And um, I'm feeling good, Tom. I'm, you know, I'm, uh, maybe contrary to, to you, you know, I'm, my, my, my pain in my hip, I can feel it, but it's not really restricting me in terms of going out and going out for runs and things. So, you know, I'm, I'm already starting to think about, you know, new challenges and, uh, maybe potential races that might be going on, but the, the way things are going, it's it's it's, it's looking it's, it's not looking great in terms of the the future of of racing and uh, certainly the way we used to know racing. So time will tell what happens with that. But uh, yeah, I've I've had a really good week, and um, it's it's good to be it's good to be back chatting to you guys again for the for, for Monday night so so uh, yeah so what about Tom what about you then so you got any more chat then other than your knee what have you been doing to complement it have you just been taking some time off or what's been I've happening been on, so I've been, I've been doing a bit on the bike I I did the usual had a couple of days of wallowing last week where I, I enjoyed just not doing anything uh, despite being annoyed but uh, I've been doing two things actually I've gone um been getting on the bike a little bit. I've jumped on Zwift. I've been outside. I've been riding with my uh, one of my uh, my brother-in-law, my nephew, which is cool. He's only he's only five, so that was great fun to to run to ride with those guys out and about. Um, uh, they live the hills, which was cool. Oh, thrash me up the hills. They live in Linlithgow <laughs> actually, and that was a there's a big steep climb at the end, which he was he was chuffed a bit. So he got all he got all the way up that. So yeah, they they do a lot of, a fair bit of cycling, so it was cool to. Finally got out with them, which was nice. So we had, as I say, we had a weekend with family, which was great. Um, and yeah, so yeah, getting out on the bike a wee bit. The other thing I've been doing, and uh, listeners, long-term listeners to the show will be, will know my uh, my love for this, and uh, not this is not coming surprises. I've been doing some serious geeking out on data, and I've got I've now um, I said last week I suspected that there was some trends in what in my training that might be causing me issues with my knee, and actually I've I've used the Strava API to populate a Google Sheets document, all my training and pulling 
I'm pulling the, the shoe type, I'm doing lookup tables, I'm, I'm running all sorts and I've got some pretty sweet trends on, on, the, on what's causing my knee issue. And I think, I think I'm, it's, the last two knee injuries have come when I've done like big miles in a carbon plate. And it's not big mileage because I went long period this summer without any, with big mileage, without any issues. Yeah. And I had no, I was not running in a plated shoe. And I'm, I think they're not doing me so well. It may just be the type that's the problem, the, mm-hmm. not just simply the carbon plate, the type of it. So uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. I've had a, it's been quite good to, I think it's quite therapeutic to reflect on it, look at the data, look at my training. Is there any problems? I don't think there's any wrong with my training. You know, listen to the show. No, I'm... Um, I work with Robbie Simpson. I've got uh, Robbie's got me into great shape many a time. I've got a good, you know, I'm ha- I think I'm in great. My training has gone really well for what I'm doing. It gets me fit, but there's something I'm something that I'm doing that is not quite. Uh, it's not good for the knee. So anyway, and it, I think there's a bit of a few things: shoe and strength conditioning and all sorts. But seeing James Cruikshank physio run this week, so I will uh, get back on. Um, but one bit of news I'm going to pull in early is that the so Wrexham we got an email last week the Wrexham has been pushed to the 18th of October the Wrexham marathon that is we then got an email last week from the organisers that they're now looking at maybe moving it to England uh, they are also looking at maybe letting people do a half they're looking at a few options and I'm really appreciative of the efforts they're going to and I really hope it goes ahead but it's not looking so good is it the race uh, race calendar it's not is it like for anyone, you know, not just the race calendar, as, as we mentioned, just, just you know, everything in general in terms of COVID, it seems to be nearing a, a potential second lockdown. Um, maybe not as strict as, as before, but it's, it's um, yeah, not looking great. And, you know, I've got, I've got a few decisions to make as well about Speyside Ultra too, which is um, on the 14th of November. And, and that's been pushed back from or from the, the August to November, and you know the the, the numbers, the entrants are, are locked down. We've still got approval from the Forestry Commission as well, and um, so we need. You got a race know, license? Yeah, yeah, I've got the race license from Scottish Athletics. Just because some of the, well, some of the goes through the for, the Forestry Commission land, um, ah. so we need that approval first and. Uh, you know, we're, we're hoping hoping that comes comes across, but there's so many COVID nineteen um, you know measures in place for the race, uh, and it's going to be a really really weird experience. Not and this is my first. This is my. I mean, I've I've organised races in the past, um, mainly Santa runs, but uh, you know, as I mentioned before, I was going to be the race director for the Baker Hughes Aberdeen Run. Well, the Baker, God, what's it called again? Baker Hughes Aberdeen Running Festival. But that obviously got cancelled because of um, COVID. So, so yes, yeah, so, uh, you know, it's it's not a great it's it's not a great way of, of starting. You know, your your first. You know, I'm taking over from Sarah Louise Gregor um, of the Space You know, who's been organising the Space Ultra for the last ten years. You know, and she's a fantastic human being, great organiser. You know, it's been a great great reviews of the race. So, you know, I've got a lot of I've got. To, to go into really big shoes, uh, step in the big shoes. Is that the saying? I'm not sure it is. It is, it is yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's just a real headache in terms of all the all the measures that you, you have to consider now and um, wave starts and, you know, all the, you need more volunteers because 
because you you need you need to monitor more of you know the the, the runners as well um wave starts as well virtual briefings um your aid stations as well you know you, you can't just be handing out jelly babies willy-nilly we've actually got volunteers who are food we've got a food hygiene certificate just for the just for the actual race tom uh so you know they're wow. taking they're taking this race quite seriously and uh <clears throat> Another issue is the race, the ultra has always been in August. It's now in November. So your, yeah. your daylight hours are restricted. So there's, there's also, yeah, you know, looking at what time you're going to start. What's the cutoff going to be? Do, do we now have to have the runners wearing head torches? Or, you know, if they're, do we have to reduce the cutoff period? All these things. So, um, but, in, and also like the, you know, we, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all, all well and happy to have like, in normal times, race transfers and things, but because of needing to know exactly who's racing, you need to have, you, you can't be transferring numbers and races, you know, race, race numbers anymore. Mm -hmm. So I've got that down. Um, and, and also thing, even, even things like ID, you know, when it comes to registration, you need to know that person's actually who they are as well. Yeah. Uh, because if, if they, you know, if something does happen, lo and behold, you, you need to track and trace everyone. So there's a lot of things to consider and the risk assessment's massive compared to potentially what it, what it could have been or would mm. have been. But the, the good thing about the race, it's an ultra, um, it's point to point. One of the, the biggest, you know, concerns is the coaches, having numbers in the coaches. So we're having to order more coaches to allow social distancing as well. Um, so that's more of an expense. It's also thinking of the back purchasing medals and uh, you know all these things that have the date on the you know on for the race. What happens if the race is postponed a couple of days before? What are you going to do? <laughs> you know you can't get your you can't get a refund. So yeah. I'm looking like quite closely at like what the lead times are to you know to almost order the stuff as close as I can to the actual race. So these are, you know, this is my experience as a race organizer. And I'm sure there's <laughs> some of you guys, listeners out there who are organized or are, or maybe they've canceled their races for whatever reasons. It's a, uh, it's a real headache and, you know, big kudos to race directors and organizers out there. Cause it's, uh, it's not easy anymore. You know, it's, there's an, another dimension that you, you really have to, to deal with and think, really think seriously about organizing the race and, you know, folk do get frustrated that all these races are cancelled, but there's a reason for it. If if something happens in your race and someone contracts COVID and your entire race, your entire all these runners have contracted it, then that's it. Game over as you for you as a race organizer and your mm. you know, and, and, and the reputation of that race. So, who knows, Tommy? I've rambled all, along long and hard about all that ultra, stuff. An ultra ramble for an ultra race. There you well, go, you yeah. know, I mean, I, I, you know, you know my, uh, we kind of had a, a chat beforehand. He knows my political feelings right now, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, taint the list with him. But I think <laughs> you should on. crack on. I think you should crack on. I think. <laughs> all right, fine. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll, I'll. I'll you know, we'll have to be. We'll have to write in here. I think it's a. I think the current situation is a joke. I think that the uh, races should be allowed to go ahead. I think measures should be more than sufficient. I think that. Um, the more that we, we stop doing things, the more uh, normal it becomes that we don't do them. 
I think that the I think that the things that we need to do to you know, track and trace that's not too much to ask anyone to have a to know who's at their event. Um, I think events like ultras should be allowed to go ahead in waves. I think that the you know risk assessment should allow for the fact yeah it's an ultra race. The daylight thing is a difficult one, but I think that. You know, I don't, I put it this way, I don't, you know my thoughts. I don't see races being, races of a couple, how many have you got? A couple of hundred? Not even that. Exactly. That is not high risk activity. No. I was at the Kelpies on the weekend, you know, the down near Fort. Oh, yeah. I can tell you what, that was more of a risk in terms of COVID spreading, walking around there than being at a race. Honestly, the amount of people there are public in public area, but you can't put people at a race, which the start is your, is one of the biggest difficulties. Once it gets going, no worries. Um, nah. Do you know what I it's think, like? Uh, Funny, yeah. Benny He, Benny He, you know, not the hill race. Benny He, the, the summit of that was like a, a car park in gridlock at the at the summit, and you're exactly. thinking, you know, this this like the ultra rate. I'm gonna do wait. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be organising a race where I'm not comfortable that that everyone's gonna be socially distanced. Like I'll put absolutely my I'll put my heart and soul, blood, sweat, and tears to make sure that the race goes ahead without people being you know and, and I know you can't control what humans what people do and behaviors and things but if you can do as much as you can I've got I've got no issue with I think it's possible to do it because of the type of race it is it's a point to point people are walking along the line and um, you know if you've got waves of you can have waves of two two people if you wanted to you can mm -hmm. have waves of you know so that people aren't socially distanced and all this, it's all about communication with the runners and the volunteers and the, you know, the, 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 the governing body, the forestry commission, risk assessments. You put all those in place, if you, it's the iceberg effect, isn't it? You know, you put all the stuff underneath, no one sees that. Mm. But I think the other thing that... That's what's going to, in my eyes, I think I've got, it's, it's going to happen and I think it's possible mm -hmm. that it can still happen. And runners but can people feel be trusted. rest assured people, that they'll be safe. People should be trusted. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, again, yeah. I don't want to... It's also... Um, I was going to say, we don't, I don't want to wing, lean too much into, you know, beyond where folks are running here. But the other thing that, you know, if you look at... Uh, I'm, not, I'm not in favour of, of having legal measures. I don't believe that, the, you know, they should be able to hand out fines and the legal measures, you know, that's, that is... Guidance is one thing, making things against the law is another, which, okay, again, we're, we're swaying off running territory. But again, people who come to race, give them the guidelines and then they are expected to follow them. And if they don't, they will not be welcome back at the race before. That's the, you know, people should be, should be expected and treated to use their common sense. Yeah, exactly. With regard yeah. to social distancing. Yeah. Anyway, I look yeah. forward to seeing the results of the Space Side Ultra then in November. Oh, yeah, I mean, we've got of course, <laughs> no pressure. <crack> in there. <laughs> you know, results in itself will be uh, an achievement. Getting, getting it on will be an achievement. But I've got no doubt that it's still possible, even if things do get quite tough. It's all going to, you know, outdoor, outdoor space is a fantastic thing. And, you know, we've got so many, you know, PPE as well. And it doesn't eliminate the risk, but that's, you know, buffs, face masks, face coverings, um, you know, minimizing the, the aid stations not having registration inside when people finish at the end they don't hang about they go home like it's it sounds shit but it's it's something people just want something you know um, mm -hmm. which uh it, which at the moment i think people will be thankful if you can get something on and you know i'm i was going to go all singing all dancing fancy medals fancy this fancy that 
fancy goodie bags. Like, it's not going to happen because the expenditures, it's too, too much of a risk for, um, you know, if it does get cancelled. So it's going to mm. be a minimal, no, no thrills type job, you know. Uh, mm. But we've got some fantastic runners uh, who, are, who are, you know, certainly on the male side. We've got Jason Kelly's lined up. Uh, we've got Chris Richardson, Robbie Simpson as well. He's, uh, he's got a space on there as well. So it's, can, it's uh, exciting in terms of the male side. Um, and, uh, you know, the female side, we've got a couple of fantastic local athletes too. Um, I haven't got them in front of me just yet, but I will, um, you know, do a cheeky wee preview as time gets closer, eh? Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Well, I think that kind of leads us on quite, quite well to talking about some of the events with... COVID-19 measures in place that have actually taken taken um, taken shape. And one of them is uh, the Scottish Hill Running Championships. So, you know, we're just talking about our man, Robbie Simpson. And, uh, you know, Robbie Simpson, remained, he, he became victorious at the, the Scottish Hill Running Championships. Um, it was uh, an uphill-only course of over 12 kilometres of 830 metres of climb. And, you know, it's, it's not an often, it's usually up and down in Scotland, but it's uh, um, usually Europe, you have a, a uphill only courses. But I suppose that's one of the, one of the things they considered in terms of socially distancing. Um, but yeah, and uh, Robbie Simpson beat uh, Andy Douglas, who was second place, who's also an interview, interviewee of the show. And uh, third place was Peter Hodkinson, of HBT, and uh, in the women's event we had Scout Adkin, um, who is Jacob's sister, who also an interview of the show, folks, and she won the race, a very clear winner as well, sixty fifty seven, followed by Holly Page of Edinburgh University, and uh, Kirsty Dixon of Carnethy Hill Run- Hill Racing Club in third place as well. So yeah, well done to Scottish Athletics for putting that event on. Um, I do believe it was in waves as well. Uh, it was, I think, the the waves were. I think they were in. It was waves of thirty, um, and there was a gap of twelve minutes in between each of the waves. Now I thought thirty was maybe quite quite a lot, but then when you look at it, it's it, you can spread folk out quite well, and yeah. everyone's different speeds. So we are allowed thirty. That's exactly. The, yeah, the that's it. You're allowed thirty folk, and. Um, so yeah, well done. You know, that must have been a bit of a stress getting folk, um, get getting that race on with, because at the moment there's not that many races happening. So there's, uh, you know, the more of these races that happen, and the the the, in in every race, people will learn, organisers will learn more from each of the races, and 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 that'll ensure things remain safe. Just to round up some of those results, I will talk about the vet. Results were first V40 home was Andrew Wright of PH Racing Club and Heather Anderson, uh, 5AC, both in the V40 category. And Andrew McRae from Carnethy Hill Racing Club led the field home from Stephen Worsley of Inverness Harriers. Uh, that was first and second V50. And Louise Burt was first V50 as well. In the V60 category, Jill Irvin, Highland Hill Runners, was the winner there, 40 minutes ahead of second. John Tully of TV at Dale Harriers uh, dominated in the V60 category as well. So that's that from that race. And just to let you know, that was at Comrie Croft as well for hosting the event. So there. 
So that's one race. Do we have any more races, Tommy? Yeah, we've got a lot of races, actually. So I'm going to shoot next for the uh, Podium 10K, which was at um, at the uh, Barrowgate in Lancashire. And that was uh, that was cool. I mean, Podium 5K, we've talked about in here before. We're big fans of them. And, you know, again, big kudos. They put on a 10K, which is great to see. Great to see road races on the calendar. Um, from a Scottish perspective, the main uh, interest will be... Uh, Jamie Crow, who took an impressive second place in 28.48. What's going to be more impressive, and we'll come to it, is that Jamie also competed in the podium, sorry, the fantastic Monument Mile the night before in Stirling. But on Saturday, he was second, so that's 28.48 for 10K, which is a hell of a run. Uh, we also had Chris Jones, uh, Dundee Hawks, wearing a Swansea vest. He was 29.20, so a strong, really good run there from Chris. Great to see him back, and he had some injury issues. Um, other ones, Freddie Carcass, NBC, 30.12. We also had Max Malarvey, Victoria Park, City of Glasgow, 30-30. And we also had, so it's a mass, a block of results. I'm just picking out the Dougie Selman, 31-36. Christophan, uh, Mark Doherty, 32-03 uh, from Inverclyde. Now, in the women's race, the Scottish result of note was um, Mary McLennan, uh, Mary running... Uh, 34.57 uh, to finish fourth, which was strong. And Shelton's Avril Mason was in th- action again after her Antrim run. She was at 36.05. So cool to see a few Scots in there. Just generally, though, from a, a, a race perspective, it was a win for Emile Keres from Leeds City in 28.46. So only two seconds in front of Jamie. Really, really impressive there. Nice. Jamie Crow, of course, in second. Jake Smith of Cardiff, uh, third in 28.50. Um, and on the, on the women's side, it was a win for Eleanor Bolton, 33-33. Do, do you know what I like? Uh, seventh place in the men the men's event, Graham Rush, 29-43. He, boy, oh, boy, he rushes, that's for sure. That time, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Claire Duck, second, 34-29. And third was Georgia Malier, Leeds City, 34-55. So... This is um, a road race, was it? It is indeed a road race, yeah. Ah, okay. I've never I've never heard of it. Yeah, it was I new. It's, it was pretty, I think it was the podium guys have been really good at getting ah, podium five race K. on the circuit. Okay, yeah, okay. same guys, same guys. So um their, uh, their Blackpool comment is not uh hasn't yielded too much problem. <laughs> it's uh, it's gone by the wayside, eh? <laughs> oh me. Well that's uh, yeah, it's some impressive results there, that's for sure. Uh, and then we also had, uh, yeah, like, well, let's talk about the Monument Mile. Now, I mean, you know, we had your man, uh, you know, Michael Wright. Is, is he the organiser of it, is he? He is indeed. So, yeah, he is. I actually watched the Monument Mile on Saturday. I don't know if, did you watch it? There was oh, a was fantastic stream. I was too busy in a German bar in Glasgow drinking beer and, you know, uh, singing along to no music. So it, there was a kudos to Monument Mile. I mean, A, putting on a fantastic track event uh, at the moment is great. Great to bring things back on. But also, we, we do love a bit of live streaming here. So you can't actually fall without being there. And it was great. You know, they, um, I think it was 23 or 24 races from the top of my head. Um, and we watched the last... 24 races? Four. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they, I guess it was... They always have a lot of mile races, you know, in, the, in that. There's a lot of uh, races culminating in the in the... In the top uh, men and women, um, the, on the men's side, I guess that's the big headline. So the first time in eleven years that a sub four minute mile has been run in Scotland, 
and uh, TRS were involved in a bit. Of, um, it was a wee bit, I was following it closely on Twitter as well, a bit of chat on there over Friday. It was amazing. So Johnny Davies um, was 359.36, and uh, absolutely incredible. And actually, Ian, kudos, Ian Crow Wright um, from Brighton Hove AC, he was also sub four in 359.61. Um, and you know what? Actually, this is, I, was, uh, mess- I got a message from Miles Edwards over the weekend. He, Miles, who was pacing, will come to the, some of the other results. What was quite cool is the last time a sub four minute mile was run in Scotland was uh, was Gideon, Gatimba, and Bethel Bergen. So, right. um, and the this is an interesting one. So, big shout out. We're a big fan of him. He's been on the show. Ali Hay featured in both those races, eleven oh. years apart. Oh, did he? No, of course he did. On my, so, my source is Miles. I've not conf- I've not confirmed that with any official results at all. So, uh, but Miles is a is an, an, a guy who knows what he's talking about. So, we'll take that as. As gospel but um yeah amazing and you know what the pay it was like it what was so exciting watching it because there was a bit of you knew that they were on for the sub four it was looking nip and tuck i think they ran like it was a sick was it anyway they were right on the money and uh sure enough lap to go um they managed to see it out and kudos you know i mentioned it in the 10k there kudos to jamie crow <laughs> who ran 405 i think That's and then goes and runs 28 48 the next night what the hell oh so uh I mean, there's some cracking results there, you know. I mean, when you look at, like, some people, you know, obviously you've got the four-minute mile barrier, but when you compare what they would, what they would run for 1,500 metres, you know, there's some, some quick 1,500-metre splits, uh, you know. I, I would like to know what, what they would have ran 1,500 metres in, eh? Mm. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, just some of the, you know, my, so Miles was a pacer, was he? Yeah, I'm not sure which I can't remember off the top of my head which which race he paced, but he was great. He was wearing the old. Uh, uh, actually, he paced the uh, race 21, which was won by yeah. Cameron Main um, from Murray. But actually, just to I I haven't jumped to the women's yet. So the women's it was Louise Shanahan, Cambridge Uni, 4:44.87. Uh, Neve Britton Hubbard also Cambridge Uni, Heron Hounds 4:48.77, and then Katie Johnson from Edinburgh AC in 4:50.14, and that was paced by Matt Sutherland actually. Who uh, who's a lot, essentially a sea guy I was at uni with, and it was absolutely hilarious to see Matt. I thought he'd gone out a bit hot. They were like, I can't remember what they wanted. To, the commentator said he was going to pace that, and he went out quicker than that. But fair play, he took them along to, uh, uh, you know, four forty four. Christ, I would, uh, you know, imagine getting all these girls chasing me. The only time I would ever get chased by girls. Eh? <laughs> Stephen Mackay actually took a tumble in the men's uh, race, which is a bit of a, sh- a shame because he looked like... Oh, really? I would imagine he'd be in the mix. He'll be disappointed with that. I'm sorry to see that yeah, he took a yeah. fall. Um, I hope you haven't got uh, any knee borrows like, like Tom. I'm sure you'll be fine. <laughs> but I think uh, it's great. And, you know, I've, I've, I've said this. I think I, I, I didn't see it on here. I thought it last year. I'd love to go down and give run a mile. Um, one of these years, you think you could run a mile in then? I, I was thinking about this. I reckon I could run a 4.30 mile. Sure. I think I could go. I mean, yeah, I mean, I can run. I think I could go. I'm pretty confident right now. Well, knee aside, fitness wise, I'm pretty sure I could five minute mile for a 5K. So I would like to think for a mile, I could run 4.30. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I could do it. I think I could probably, I probably about that too. I don't like any faster than 4.30. I just don't have the pace, eh? You know, I'll, my, my slow twitch fibers and all that, nah. Back in the day, maybe, but nah, not anymore. It'd be quite no, good. Should, That's what we, we need. Should to, hit the track and do it. Challenges, right? 
is we're going to have to do all these little, you know, all these weird and wonderful challenges. Uh, and that, that's, that's how we'll keep the show alive, you know. Over and above our interviews, we've got some fantastic interviews lined up, folks. So, um, yeah, don't threat. I'm just going through a few, I'm just going back, scrolling through the results, a few names, shout out a few known listeners. I see Charlie Story won race 10, 446. Um, who else do we have in there? Martin Steve Butcher. Michael, Martin Butcher was listening to the show. He is, yeah. Michael yeah. is, yeah. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Martin Butcher was a DNS. No show. Come on, Martin. Oh, no. get um, <laughs> what else, who else have we got there? We've got. Maybe that's it. Low on the old, uh, low on the old. That's, that's an amazing number of runners, away. Eh? I mean, what's fantastic? How many runners Absolutely is that? fantastic. That's so yeah. Big, big tip of the TRS cap to Mikey Wright and Central for putting that on. That's uh, that's really yeah. cool. Really good You've to see. You've got about three hundred runners there, I think. All taking doing a mile, just a mile. You know, of all traveling all around the country to do, you know, four or five minutes of running. It's mental. Well, good, good on you folks. Um, so yeah, so other than that, we still have a, the only other thing I can see in terms of results, uh, there was a Diamond League. Now, I never watched this again. I was too busy boozing in the, you know, in the outdoors and, and in the, you know, the German pubs. So uh, did you follow any of that, Tom? You no, know, I was watching it. I was, uh, I was, I don't know what I was doing. I was, anyway, I didn't, but um, yeah, the headline is that, um, uh, it was a, a showdown, Gemma, Ricky, Laura Muir, the, the, that was that fantastic rivalry that we're enjoying at the moment. And uh, it was a win for, for Gemma, Ricky at the at 800, that was in Rome at the, the Diamond League meet in Rome. 159.76 um, in front of Norway's Hedda Hein and uh, Muir, um, who were yeah just, just behind. So really, really, I guess that's amazing that those two seem to be going, it's nip and tuck, one week one will take a win, the next week the other. Um, great to see them both in you know, such the front of you know world class races. I guess the question is, you know, as this continues on, do they do they uh, divide and conquer next year at Tokyo, or do they are they going to do a, a vet and cram and go head to head? And knows? what distances are they going to run? <clears throat> a lot can happen in a year, though. You know, I don't of want to course, be a or Debbie Downer, but you know, there's uh, there's so much happening, and and I'm I'm going to. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe again. I'm, I'm not trying to be pessimistic here, but the that's probably it's probably the truth. I just don't think there's a um, there's a standard, you know, the depth in, in the diamond leagues at the moment. I mean, Gemma Ricci and Laura Muir are fantastic athletes with the depth, but I just find, you know, no offense to Adam Jamili, he, he won a two hundred meters in twenty point five. Now, surely or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but it, was, it wasn't very, it wasn't a, a very fast time. Now I would expect a, a Diamond League to be sub-20 and some of the other results to be, you know, a lot a lot quicker or longer or higher than, than what I'm seeing. So I just, I, mean, I know it's obviously there's a lot of, um, you know, COVID's just taken a massive hit to some of these events, but you just don't have the depth there. Um, but it's, it's a race. We're getting some entertainment, so I'm not going to complain too much. But one thing, what, I, what I'm really enjoying is the 800 metres. The, the Brits are on fire at the moment, you know. Uh, and, you know, we had, we had um, Daniel Roden, Elliot Giles, Jake Whiteman, all running 144 
to take first, second, and third, I believe, um, which is amazing. But again, like I say, you know, it's this, this you really don't have the, you know, the the full the full spectrum of of athletes taking part in uh, such a prestigious league. Yeah. So, so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you on that. Who who are you missing? Because I think the standard's been pretty high for a considering that we're not there's no championships on like summer. Who 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 do you think's missing at these events? Well, I mean, you got. The Americans, you know, where, where are the Americans? They've got their own events. They're not going to come to, to Europe to do a Diamond League, are they? Um, which Americans? Well, God knows. All the ones that are running fast in America. <laughs> I, I, I would say, I think that's a pretty, I don't know, I, I think it's been pretty competitive, to be honest. I mean, you see, I, think, I mean, I in think Rome, so, yeah, no, so I'm not, I'm not you've had... But you're not like... You, you, are are all the are all the fast guys and girls going to be travelling to Europe to do a race? The, well, think the about uh, think about how difficult it's going to be. We've to had get a world him. record at Diamond League this summer. That's true. Of course, you're going to get him over. He's breaking a world record. You're not going to not take him over if he's if he's on fire. But you know, if you had your if you had all your, your there was a pole vault world record last week. But he was he's from Europe, isn't he? He's an American, right. department, is he not? Is he? Swedish, Swedish American. I, 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 Sweden American. He's uh, <laughs> I think he's got a Swedish. I think he's, he's he competes for Sweden, but he's got American parents. Oh, for God's sake! Okay, well, anyway, Carson Wilhelm, world record, world yeah, beater. He's he's not, even in action. I think, I think there has <laughs> been some great results, but okay, now I'm getting I'm getting it. Destroyed here. <laughs> well, you're getting you're getting called out because I, I I without without any respect, I think you're talking bollocks. To be honest, that's that's why I'm saying it. Do you think? But I I think there's been it's been a little bit flat though. Some of the some of the races. There's not I think been, it's been flat, but usually has been in past diamond leagues. But I think that's because of the, the situation. I I think exactly. I think that the fact. Then. I think I don't think there's anything wrong with the field. No, there's nothing wrong with the field. I'm just saying there's there's maybe not the the the, the depth that there is. I mean, do you really mm. think that Britain are gonna you know, I know the eight hundred meters, first, second and third, one forty four. Do you really think that's that's you know they would win a diamond league in the past years? Who? The British guy? Yeah. They won the eight hundred. Probably not. Come on. I mean, yeah, but the Diamond League, I mean I don't know what I, the Diamond League. Let's not remember. It's not like it's not a, it's not a championship event. I mean, I've been to a couple of Diamond Leagues now, and they're not they're not like it's not like absolutely stellar across the field. You think I mean, Adam? Got, Jale- you think Adam Jamili is going to win a Diamond? I know he's a bronze medalist, but twenty point five. Come on, like you've got your all your fast American guy, your Jamaicans, like they even even be anywhere near top three with, with a 20.5 <laughs> or 200. Come on. So wait, wait, what did he, wait, wait, it was a, uh, right. So I'm trying to find out, that was at the Stockholm Diamond League, right? Yeah. So I'm trying to work, wonder what, right. So I want to find out what the Stockholm Diamond League uh, 200 meter uh, meet record is, right? Because I would be, I, I think that, I see your point, but I think that the 200, I mean, you're missing Noah Lyles pretty much. Yeah. That would be that would be my. I mean, apart there's you know, I think there's a bit of a transition at that sort of. Um, here we go, two hundred men records. Right, the meet. Yeah, fair. Okay, fair, fair. But the meet record is Bolt, right? Nineteen nineteen. 
There the you world go. lead. So he's a set, one and a the world lead this year is Noah Lyles. Yeah, uh, 19-8. Um, you've got... Who else have you got? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering who are they missing? I mean, uh, there must, I mean, there's some cracking... There is some cracking results in there. Like, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with you there. Like, that's 400 meter hurdles. Who's that guy again? What's his name? Oh, yeah, Carson uh, yeah. Yeah, he's... That's incredible. So, so there's there's standard there. I'm just, I just think you're we're not getting the same depth as what we're what we, we used to have. Mm. That's uh, I'm just uh, let me see. Right, so world lead this year. So only three men have been under twenty seconds this year, the full year, right? Um, one of them was uh, the two Americans, Noah Lyles and Kenneth Bednarek. Then you've got Stephen Gardner of the Bahamas, and then actually you've got. Uh, Joseph Lyles, nice. He's a 22-4. I mean, that time from uh, Adam Jamili must be... Okay, it's 25th fastest time of the year. It's not super quick. I'll give you that. But um, Yeah. I think I think that, I think that it's... I, I don't know. I've been quite excited. I've quite enjoyed it. I just think it's not... I've enjoyed considering it. That we're, not, we're not, you know, I'm, we're not... Mm. I just... Uh, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just looking forward to, you know, a, a world championship where, you yeah, know, you've fair. got the, the cream of the crop who are all taking part. But it's just so far, you know, it's just few and far between these events now. And um, mm. what we're going to start probably seeing now is, you know, pockets of, of gold, you know, and um, mm-hmm. whether it's a, a challenge or a time trial or, you know, you've got a field of only ten. I think that's the future of elite running at the moment in, in the foreseeable. You're not going to get a mass participation race happening. Like London's going to happen, but you know, it's only going to be a, a few, you know, they're not going to, it's not going to be massive in terms of the field. The field at no. the moment's looking okay, but you know, it's uh, that's, that's the best you're going to get. That's the best marathon you're going to get this year is the London one. Because, mm-hmm. You know, and I see Tokyo have already knocked theirs on the head. So now you've got no Tokyo, no... So for next year, no Tokyo, no London, no Boston in spring. So, I mean, major-wise, there's nothing in spring. I see yeah. Manchester's pushed back to October next year. So, you know, again, we're talking... We, I mean, we can come on to personal stuff, but or at club athlete level, but at elite level, there's there's not major races. And sh- But surely there's going to be a London trial, a uh, Tokyo trial for the British athletes. Because we know this London isn't. You'd hope so, eh? They yeah, might just have to do a time trial, though. You know, like just a time trial for for elite and organised ones. Yeah. Out with nice. London, hmm. and you know, yeah. it could be the athletics organised one. Who knows? Um, one thing interestingly, I see uh, London Marathon are bringing their is it? What do you call them? Your evergreens. Oh, the ever presence. The ever presence. They're uh, they're allowed to race at the London Elite, apparently. It's cool. I like that. So, uh, any of you ever presents out there who've, who've ran them, let us know and we can, you know, get you as an interview of the show. That'd be great, yeah. that, eh? That'd be cool. That'd be really <laughs> cool to get them on. Speaking of, just before we got off the results, speaking of elite athletes, there was one result that caught the eye over the weekend, which was really impressive, was Moira Stewart, uh, who's a campus line runner. She was, the, she was bronze at the National Cross this year. She made her debut over half marathon and ran 72.48, which is uh, really, really impressive. And, you know, that's, 
there's only uh, come to Scottish Athletics, only three women, Scottish women, who have run faster than that this year. So that would be, I guess, Steph Davis, Steph Twell, and help me out here. Who's the third? Uh, oh Christ, Steph. Who did you say? Steph Davis, Steph Twelve. Um, Steph Davis, Steph Twelve, and <laughs> Sarah, Sarah Ingalls. Sarah Ingalls. That's it. Sarah Ingalls. Yeah, of course. Good shout. Good shout, mate. So anyway, that is seriously impressive. And you talk about like I know there's a. That's class. That's a real, you know, that's a debut. That's class. I'd love to see what she'll continue to go on and run. And um, yeah, it'd be good to see. I don't know what her plans are, but if she's looking to run a marathon, you'd expect her to run well off the back of that. Oh, definitely. With, with that sort of time. That's a potential sub 230 right there. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Incredible. So, yeah. So, I mean, other than that, I mean, I think we're, it's good to see some results back and hopefully we get to see more in the, the coming weeks and months. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's... Absolutely, yeah. Not, yeah, down, other than that, up, upcoming races, I'm not sure there's much upcoming races, but again... <laughs> <laughs> see, I've more got knocked on the head. I see that. Did you see it got knocked on the head uh, the day before the race? So. Yeah, no, that's rough. The Avonmore yeah. Triathlon, yeah, I saw that. Oh. So th- that was interesting. I saw the Avonmore Ab- Triathlon cited some change in organised sport rules, and I've not seen anything come out. I was having a look, and I couldn't see those changes. Maybe that's, no. you know, to be fair. <laughs> maybe, they, maybe they just couldn't be arsed on. That was just... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but surely, you know, if you're organising that race, right, would, would you not, you know, and you, you don't know what the rules are. If you're, if you're working the whole day organizing the race you're not going to look at your 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 iphone are you you're not going to look at the news or the tv and know no so i don't really know like why that came about i think it's i don't know maybe i'm you know i I need to know more about it but it's a don't know me i don't know i don't know but i just find it a bit strange so rather than upcoming races so on you go no, no, I'm just going to round off. It's a shame to see it cancelled. Yeah, it is. Well, I was going to say, rather than upcoming races, one thing, I guess, we'll maybe push it to next week and have a chat about it because we're both still mulling it over. But upcoming races, it's all about upcoming challenges. So and I don't just mean challenge in the, in the grand fun sense. It's what, what, what are you and I going to be doing? What are our next uh, ambitions? What do we want to train towards? And I think we both need to have a, sort of mull it over because there's a lot of the calendars is going to dictate a lot of it. Um, but listeners, let us know. I mean, we'd love to hear. It'd be great to hear if, if any listeners have got any plans. I mean, it might be an FKT. It might be a segment that you want to do. It might be to time trial something. It might be, you might still have a race. Hopefully, you've still got a race in the calendar. Let us know what you've got coming up. That really uh, gets our juices and appetites wetted. But it would be, wow. yeah, because I'm sat here, and I, I'm hoping a lot of the sympathize, listeners will sympathize. I'm sat here. I'm not running the Rex Marathon anymore because of, timing clash and my knee uh i've got nothing in the calendar i've i've got no no races entered i can't see any spring races really yet that are sort of floating my boat um i would like i, I would love to have done the highland fling next year in spring but that's obviously not happening so no i i really don't know i've got some ideas about challenges and you know i've all, all obviously given you the you know the welly boot challenge which uh which you're not keen on but 
other than that, I'm gonna. I you know. I think we should do. I'm gonna give you a few ideas, and you're gonna have, you think about some ideas for me, and then yeah. obviously for yourself too, and then we'll just swap notes, and we'll just do them, like just yeah. shitty little things, like you know. For example, I was gonna do it by a K tomorrow, but now you know what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna go out for ten K, and I'm gonna find some segments. And I'm just gonna do them as intervals. Nice, that's a good idea. Just as a, just something different, you know. Yeah. Who cares? You know, who cares if I take 10-minute rest after my segment? <laughs> well, do you know, I, I lo- yeah. I, I'm I a big fan of segments on the bike. You know, the classics, like, oh, I carry yeah. them out, you know, like a big one. So maybe that would be something quite cool to do. It would be to find either, like, oh, let's not find them with 20-second segments. Let's, like, you know, what's the uh, the Benahy one, the, the most run Benahy segment, something like that, or or the beach yeah. prom segment. These, I'd be up for that. That would be cool. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, a lot of things like that. I think it'll be, uh, but if anyone's got any ideas that, and, and you want to share your challenges, do let us know and we'll, we'll be great, you know, it'll be great to, to hear from you and, um, and just to try and, you know, keep the, keep this, the running spirit alive because it's a, you know, we're pretty low at the moment, eh? So let's all yeah. work together and, and keep things light, eh? Lighthearted. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, very top. good. Other than that, we don't really have much else to chat about, do we? We but, don't. So, listeners, if, if you would like to get in touch, we are on tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. Our website's at www.tartanrunningshorts.com. Facebook is at tartanrunningshorts. Instagram is at tartanrunningshorts. And Twitter is at tartanshorts. So, get in touch with us with any uh, challenge us. You know, and I get no disrespect to ever email the welly boot thing in, but challenge us on decent stuff. <laughs> and if you do want a challenge uh, you know I've, I'd like to say I've been starting TRS training um, so I'm doing running coaching at the moment I've still got a couple of athletes uh, that I'm, you know, who want to work with me uh, training plans anything you know, there's not much happening but you never know if, if you know I'll, I'll hopefully help you from 5k all the way up to ultra uh, just get in touch you can check my website out it's trs-training.com or you can email me at kyle at TRS training. Is that no, that's not right. Kyle at TRS hyphen training. <laughs> there you go. Don't even know my email address, eh? <laughs> <laughs> all these all these lucrative business clients are getting sent somewhere else. Disaster. <laughs> I know. All these uh, you know, um, you know, bounce back emails that have never reached me. Oh well, what can you do? So uh, yeah, yeah, that'll be have a look at my website and you can see what I can offer you and, and help you out with. So so what's the plan yeah, this week? I, I, well, other than that, I was just, you know, I'm going to write a blog post for the, from the, the treadmill challenge. You know, we, we kind of spoke oh, of about course. it. And, uh, you know, just as a, as a reminder of, of, you know, that the epic day of running X number of hours on the treadmill and X tens of well, over 100 miles and, um, and, and just the, the kind of the, the achievement of, of, you know, reaching 11,000 pounds for, Cathimba Edwards Foundation and Chaz and uh, you know it's been Miles has been sending me some amazing photos of the the work that the money's been going to in terms of like yeah um, you know solar pa- panels uh, water for the the, the house households there um, and obviously you know building a home for uh, Jacqueline as well it's just been amazing so I'm going to share the blog to you know on the on the platforms and you know, have a read over and hopefully not just about my challenge and my experiences, but just the impact that a lot of you listeners have, have had on, on these, you know, life-changing 
things uh, and moments for, for these children. It's, it truly is amazing. And, and, you know, like I said, it's hugely proud of my efforts as well as um, everyone else's efforts in terms of, you know, uh, donating to such worthy causes. Um, so, yeah, again, thanks so much from the bottom of my heart, folks. Um, and, yeah, I'll uh, get that sent over. So, yeah, other than that, I think we are all out of running news and gossip. So we will speak to you guys next week. Thank you. And that's a wrap.